Welcome back to the Poffin. This is our adjacent podcast of Pop Stars, where we run through the big music news and new music stories of the week. We've got brand new music from Avril, Dane, Machine Gun Kelly, and a stack more to get through very shortly. But first, Sam Murphy, who is with me every week. How was the Rina Sawayama New York City pop concert? It was great. I haven't been to a concert by myself for a very long time, but I did it. Uh, probably Why did you go on your pen- own? Well, because I only got given one ticket. So oh. I took myself off for a little Monday night date with Rena. Um, <laughs> and I was very glad that I did. I don't know about you, but I've been struggling to get into this new album as much as the really? last one. Um, I don't know. Why? Some of the, some of the like musical references and cue points I don't think I've I've gelled with as much as the previous album which was a little bit more I suppose like millennium pop oriented yeah I get you um but in live totally changed my mind she was like so intense so over the top like so honest and like open with the audience about her experience recording this album and I just got it and I love when that happens when it just like finally clicks for you so yeah I feel like I'll go back and listen I haven't today but I will go back and listen (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully appreciate it more You do need that sometimes with an album, right? You do need to see it live to fully understand it. I'm trying to think of the last artist who, oh, you know who it was for me? It was Holly Humberstone. That Mm. was the artist that I sort of got it, but I sort of thought, oh, you know, I I know this is very personal storytelling, but so are so many others. And it kind of took not even seeing her live, live, which I ended up doing at Splendor in the Grass, our big music festival this year. Um, But it, it took seeing her do a live performance in the BBC radio one live lounge to go oh Oh, that's what this is yeah and then when you see five thousand people jamming along to it as well it it all clicks together and i suppose for an album with the intensity of that rena album it makes so much sense that it 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 took until the irl moment to make sense which luckily we have again because i feel like there are maybe some records from the non-live couple of years that we had that have fallen through the cracks because we couldn't actually get that little totally moment totally. to happen, right? To think that, like, even the Rena record, this is the first tour for it. Yeah. Which is mental. The debut Rena record, which, like... That's is, insane. Which is kind of crazy because she actually didn't do very many songs from it, maybe three. Really? So you reckon yeah. she's like she's, so she's like almost moved on from that era already? Yeah, it was the entire... Like, I think she played every single song off the new album. Wow. And people were eating it up, so, like go for it yeah but yeah you're totally right and that album it's hard to find the time and space to listen to because it is quite an intense listen so it's nice to be able to dedicate yourself to just watching it like every single song live i thought it was really cool i'm vaguely jealous of you i'm trying to remember when she's in australia she is in australia in january in like a month and a half. Oh, great. I can go again. Yes, you literally can. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about this. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Um, she's okay. playing at, She's playing in Sydney at a place called The Roundhouse, which is like, have you been in The Roundhouse? For I've never before? been. It's a literal round sort of, um, I don't want to say theatre. It's at a university and it's this big round room. That's and it's very great. fun. You haven't told me, but it sounds great. <laughs> I think it'll work for the industrial feel of the show. And what you're putting you are down. wearing a t-shirt that says all is pretty. So yes, I, I understand the, the positivity. I, remember, I think it's an Andy Warhol quote 
or something. I don't know. I got it from, <laughs> I bought from Uniqlo, I bought six plain shirts because I decided I was going to start dressing in plain items and Beautiful. then put, and then layer them, which I gave up on after about two weeks. And then there was this, because I'd spend enough, it gave me a free shirt and I saw this. I was like, oh, that's a nice little quote. I might wipe my butt by that as well. And I've now ruined the plain clothes aesthetic I was and going for. now you for. just have all is pretty. Yeah, exactly. Now I just wear logo tees again because all of the, like, literally I bought three blacks, three whites, and they've all gone missing already. Well, it's hard to layer in summer anyway because there's no need for it. Yeah. You just end up wearing plain and you look beige as shit. Terrible. (laughs) Anyway, Um, enough of the Cosmopolitan podcast. (laughs) You saw Rena, I saw Amel and the Sniffers at Australian (laughs) Music's Night of Nights. There Um, were a few Amel Sniffers at Rena, I would say, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still got my cough. <laughs> Me cough. It's still coming through. I um I DJed on the weekend as well and I smelled Amel for the first time in months and I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember that smell. Quite something. I Wait, was playing... you purposely smelt it or you just smelt the wash? No, it was in, in the, the air. air. I smelt the oh, wash as I played Kim Petra's Treat Me Like a Slut into Icon of Pop. I love it. One of the great mixes. Um, but back to Australian Music's Night and Night. So, um, yeah, the, it's the, called the Arias for our American and, and overseas listeners. It is, uh, it is the big Australian Music Awards ceremony. And yeah. it was very different this year. It was an actual gig venue. Normally it's at like a, a convention centre and it's like yeah. very corporate. Damn. This was at an actual gig venue. The budget slashed every year. <laughs> yeah, every single year it gets lower and lower. And, oh, my God, it was quite something to go to. So you walk in and you're immediately accosted by Red Rooster Chips. Um, they were just handing out Oh, my out God, that's chips, amazing. I love which, Red Rooster Chips. To be honest, Masterstroke and probably the best marketing ploy of all time from Red Rooster. Um, yeah. So I had about three packets of those. They kept everyone sustained <laughs> and not too pissed. Um, but then you were, like, seated on the floor and we couldn't, hear anything the problem was it it felt more like going to a tv show taping than it did going to an awards night and yeah. so and and what was weird about it is at past awards you know you would the drinks were all sort of in a bucket at the end of each row and you just get a yeah. drink whenever you want it and they'd top those up completely different this year it was like being at a gig and they just had the two bars open that you had to go up to and get your drinks from. Oh. And the lines were enormous. So this is a live-to-air TV show on a major TV network. And about and two-thirds of the, the crowd is at the bar, not in their seats. And the problem was, because it was the first time a lot of the Australian music community has been in the same room in two or three years, you go to the bar with the intention of just getting a drink and going back to your seat. But you see 25 people along the way that you haven't seen in two years. And you end up having some of the great loud catch-ups of all time. And you've got no idea what's going on at the actual award ceremony it was it was an absolute oh my god you're like kim petrus who got caught having a loud yak at um rena soyama's show in LA. <laughs> did that happen it's so good <laughs> poor kim should be allowed to have yarn yeah. um, in terms of like the the moments of the show um the very good rapper singer sort of he's like a pop rapper almost baker boy um who raps in indigenous young new language um as well as yeah. english and you know super catchy stuff he won all five of the awards that he was nominated for so it's a big clean sweep for for him he performed as well he's just yeah. like he's pure joy he he i think is a really strong representation of exactly what 
you know Australian music is at the moment. It is a mishmash of genres. It's a mishmash of cultures, and it's bringing you know Indigenous culture to the very forefront of pop music. And I think it's a really powerful thing I to do. I just saw. I don't know if it's happened yet, but I saw a lineup for a festival that was entirely Indigenous artists. It happened on the weekend, and it was massive enormous the the way indigenous artists have come to the forefront in the culture in the last couple of years and there is still a way to go without a doubt um yeah. particularly booking them onto actual you know onto mainstream festival lineups yeah. but you know the, the the magnitude of that lineup for i think uh, first and forever it was called um yeah at, at hanging rock and yeah just an enormous lineup entirely indigenous australian artists and yeah, there's there's been a, f- a few incredible ones come through. Budgero was another one who picked up their soul and R&B release, who, yeah. you know, is just... I, I saw him play a couple of months ago. He just is a transcendent superstar. He's going to be a, a, a seriously big artist globally to watch. Um, yeah, the, the way that Indigenous representation has moved in, in this country in the last couple of years is is really getting to a point where we acknowledge the importance of indigenous culture to what music is in 2022. Um, And it was, it was honestly really well represented the other night. The best breakthrough artist was a band from, um, you know, remote Arnhem land in the middle of the country uh, called King Stingray, who, you know, again, they rap, they, they sing in language and, and, you know, have really sort of transcended, you know, what, what they were a couple of years ago and have, have become a really kind of big mainstay on festival lineups and stuff now. So that representation has really cool. improved in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's getting good. It's getting really Great. good. Great. Um, Great. That's exciting. Was, and then there was a tribute to Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> so just after Pink's <laughs> AMA's tribute. <laughs> and it was quite something. Um, it was musically directed by Tones and I. Um, and it was... It was Hopelessly devoted to you, done by Natalie Imbruglia. <clears throat> yeah, and it was you're the she one that I want. She would have done a good job at that. Yeah, she look. It was beautiful. It was quite a moment because um, she was hosting as well, and then she ended up doing that. Uh, yeah. You're the one that I want was done by Tones and I, and then Xanadu was done by the newcomer Kai, who kind of bodied it. And then for yeah. some reason, the the DJ duo Peking Duck were involved and sort yeah, of played. I saw that. Yeah, that was that was a weird part where they sort of played the John Travolta, <laughs> the, the the men from Greece, um, and then they had guitars for some reason and were just there. They were just present <laughs> throughout the whole performance. So, do we with oh this information what you will? Um, it was the weirdest arias ever, and they presented like the big awards, like Song of the Year and stuff, were all presented at the very start, and then yeah. it, it was just it was all it was all over the place, but a lot of fun. Thanks everyone. Great. Thank Involved. you. Thank, Thank you. you. I was not we, there. Nor you were not I there. Go. We'll get you back <laughs> next year. We'll get you back next Flop stars. Let's have a look through the big new songs of the last couple of weeks because we've been a bit um, slack with the pop-in and by we, I've been a bit slack with the pop-in in the last couple of weeks. Um, let's talk about um, there's new music from Avril from the deluxe version of Love Sucks called Mercury in Retrograde. Your the thoughts, deluxe please. that everybody's been waiting for. Anti- highly anticipated. <laughs> deluxe Since version. Since no one listened to the, of an album I the forgot about. standard version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, I'm sure the fans will love it. It's in the same vein as the rest of the album. Yeah. It doesn't add anything extra. It doesn't no. take anything away. No. I'm going to go flop just because I'm never going to return to it. But 
happy it's there for whoever wants it. Yeah, good on you, everyone, but it does sounds like the rest of the record all mishmash together. And I liked that record, and I think there are some really standout and special moments on there that, you know, you could probably put in the echelons of the Avril Lavigne catalogue, but this is not one of them. So flop no. from me too. That was easy. <laughs> Bye-bow. Bye-bow. Um, Dane has new music. They are this hyper-pop, emo kind of unit um, that's being mentored by Charlie X. I don't know another word because they are just so goddamn unique. Um, You know, they really feel like an otherworldly, you know, artist. Totally. I'm really excited by them. And this is a new song called Shapeless. Yeah, this is damn good. They are taking off. Like, finally taking flight, I feel like. The last three releases from Boy Thoughts onwards have been incredible. And yeah. Shapeless is so good. Like, yeah. so good. I love how it sits in that club lane, really energetic, but it's got this really nice, hypnotic, soft vocal over it. Just, like, super impressed and finally invested in Dane. Totally. Um, I think it's taken, it's taken like, the sort of amalgamation of all of these singles to, to really work out who Dane yeah. is and where they sit. Um, but I think Boy Thoughts was the real turning point where it was like, okay, yeah, this Boy is the sort is of so like, good. it's ridiculous and it's so honest and forthright in what it's trying to be. And then yeah. every song since has been like that. And I think the great thing about Dane is we talk about unapologetic a lot of the time and it just, it just is like they, the way they act, the way they behave, the way they, they speak in these songs is just so... I don't give a fuck if you don't understand this. I don't give yeah. a fuck if you're uncomfortable by the way that I speak. I'm going to just talk just how I feel. It. Just I say it. it. Just get it out love there. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> MGK has a new song for the motion picture Taurus. It's called Taurus. What's Taurus? I actually don't know. I'm going to Google it. Hang on. Taurus film. Taurus Formerly known as Good News, well, that's good. It's already had a name change before it comes out. Is a 2022 American drama film directed by Tim Sutton and written by Machine Gun Kelly. He wrote the movie. Oh, God. It has an approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 70% and a Metacritic oh, score of 56. Good. Yeah. It's, um, it appears to be about a fictional, obnoxious rock star. Oh. So it's... It's obviously a sort of like in semi-inspired by MGK's life kind of nah. movie, which I can't be asked with at this stage. No, not interested. No, and nor am I interested in this song. No, it's you can. I'll just say flop, and I'll let you fill in the details. I just, I just, it's just so <laughs> shit. It's just, it just does is not doing anything. It's so. <laughs> Uh, well, it sounds yeah. like he's back to a hip hop sound too, which is a strange thing to do for a movie about being a rock, a rock star. star. Yeah, it's full. It's full back to hip hop again. Um, I have no further elaboration to do. I just wanted to say maybe we have to see good. the movie. Would you like to watch it? Hey, maybe this is like the Rena concept. We need to see the movie to understand maybe. it in the context. Maybe it's that. <laughs> maybe we need to learn. <laughs> I will not be sticking around to discover that. New Kim Patras, a song that we were very, very excited about after Unholy started bulleting up the charts when we found out that this was a song with Max Martin. Um, If Jesus was a rock star, thoughts. I love it. I think it's classic 
like Max Martin in terms of the melody. And I just think it takes Kim to an, to the next level where it sounds like she could be making mainstream hits. But I don't understand. It hasn't really connected, I, I feel like. No, I think for me it, it feels like an under... I think it's a strong song, but I think it's quite understated. Yeah. And I think when Max does understate it, it doesn't necessarily cut through as much. I also am unsure of the timing. I feel like she probably needed to put a little bit more room between Unholy and this. And I know Unholy yeah. isn't her song per se. It is kind of more Sam's moment. Um, but I reckon it would have been stronger to give some room, let the mainstream start to know who Kim Petrus is and then come out with a Max song. Yeah. I think probably would have been a stronger option. I'm not going to go bop on this, to be honest. Oh I think God. it's just sitting a bit too middling for me and I'm going flop. Only just. That that's unfair. That's not. Okay. <laughs> flop. It's, it's not a flop. It's at least a mile bop. Okay. In a rare show of in a rare show of of change for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna redact the flop and go back to a mild bop, but an ever so mild bop. Okay. It's a good song. Could it grow in it? Well, you can't yeah. give a good song a flop. Yeah, but like you can think about it as a flop in other other ways, you know. Okay, you know? that's fair. So now you're using the flop stars lens of our adjacent podcast <laughs> to judge these. <laughs> it's flexible. It's variable. <laughs> well, I'm Speaking going of flop stars, okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad as you sip your Campari. <laughs> um, Ava Max has a new song the queen of the sullet returns with weapons i think the this queen is of the a stunner what? sorry the queen of the sullet the side mullet <laughs> that's gone now i don't care she's always going to be the queen of the sullet she doesn't actually have it in the, in the process she's queen of the gingers now yeah, we love a redhead. I think it's an absolute slay. Um, you know, we, we've talked about Ava being, she's kind of been one of those pop stars that people wanted to not like at the very start yeah. and wanted to write her off as a one-hit wonder and kind of wanted her to be a one-hit wonder. And yeah. then it just kept being hit after hit after hit and there were strong, strong songs and those aviators started to build up very, very quickly. I love these stupid fucking fan base names. Um, and Weapons, I think, is a perfect return to form for her. Um, yeah. An excellent new chapter building. What about you? Yeah, she needs a hit right now. I feel like she's had two songs off the new album that haven't hasn't done quite as well as they should. Um, yeah. The album is going to be released in January. It's already out there, but <laughs> she's still it- promoing it. Oh, yeah, because the label sent it to people, sent the vinyl to fans by accident. So now the album's oh, out there. My God. Um, but they sent this, the vinyl. They sent the vinyl, yeah. So oh, sure. it's already out there. But Weapons third single, I think, is one of the strongest, if not the strongest single off the album so far. Just right yeah. back in that unapologetically bold pop lane where she sits so well. Um, so bop for me. Yeah, I think to me this even feels like actually where the album cycle starts it almost feels like the first two were sort of warm-ups for this um so that's wonderful news let's go on to new music from julia michaels on her pink pantheress bullshit with sorry to me too oh that's a good comparison thank you just thought of it it is a little glitchy and weird for her isn't it Mm, i like it a lot i like it when she plays around with sounds and i mean if you think about it she kind of always has like i think if we look at 
um, even just looking back to issues, you know, that didn't sound like every other pop song on the radio. No. It was understated. It was weird. It was quite muted and quite silent. Yeah. Um, and, and very vocal focused. And I kind of like her flipping that up. What what I really note about this as well, Ian Kirkpatrick's done the production, who's produced for literally everyone on the planet and done some yeah. of the biggest hits of all time. But what I think was a really special one for him was Don't Start Now for Dua, was yes. in Kirkpatrick production, Smash. where he sort of redefined the start of, of the Dua's next act. Yeah. And I think in a similar but obviously very different way, sonically, I think he's doing a very similar thing with Julia here and setting her on a new new path. I would say, though, that this song does sound like the song that she did with Lainey, I'm Okay. I don't know it, so she's, she's like free to song. copy it again. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's a bop from me. Always love Julia. Yeah, actually, always love Julia. I've yeah. never not liked a Julia Michaels song. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Never. I don't think so. Right. Remember that time we saw her on the island? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I've got a photo of us, that I rem- and I remember it because I was going through one of the great breakups at that point, <laughs> and I, I've got my breakup beard on, and <laughs> I was so, I was so, I had such a thick load of facial hair going Did on, you? which happens when I go through depressive episodes. Yeah. <laughs> It was quite amazing. And I'd really connected to the Julia record because it was a breakup EP as yeah. well. And I was screaming those lyrics out to her. <laughs> just really just letting it all that. out. Well, happy to see it's you clean shaven. It was quite a beautiful shaven. night. It was a nice Yeah, exactly. Night. I'm about as clean shaven as it gets. I only, I only shaved last night because I had to do a photo shoot for myself in my own office because the workplace that I work at won't pay for a photo shoot. I had to do my own what, photo shoot. So you shoot have to do your own? Last, I had to do my own photo shoot oh my last God. night because the last photo shoot they did here, I look like a f- <laughs> in my photo. I'm going to cut all Gale. this out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. Well, Have I shown you the photo? No. I'm showing you now. Here I am. Oh my god. That looks nothing like you. I know this. There were two options I was given. It was that one or the same photo, but my eyes were shut. My eyes were ah. shut. So I I sent back when my eyes were shut. I sent them back another option that I did on Photoshop myself where I I made my what? eyes wider. <laughs> You look like anime. What is going on? What did they do to your face? I said, said, I don't have any eyes, so I'd prefer this better. Because that's what they sent me initially. Like, where are my eyes? And I was like, have I just gotten so so fat and my eyes don't open anymore? Like, is this where we're at? You look like you're about 63 and eat sausage rolls at lunchtime while listening to Cold Chisel. What have they done? You should sue them for that. That's defamation. I agree. So anyway, that's why I had to do my own photo shoot and I forget where we were going with this. Julia oh, we're Michaels. talking about the breakup beard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you said it's again. a bop. I think it's a bop too. I feel like her vocal runs in the verses are like mwah, beautiful. They're so good and they just like wrote me in. I also feel like it's about four songs going on at once, which I like as well. Yeah. Um, and the most yeah. exciting thing she's done for ages, I've been a bit like, there about her but she's doing good things so good yeah, to have her back i agree with that yeah totally um let's move on to new music from australia's 
Kai, who has just finished supporting TLC um, oh. and has released kind of a string now of really impressive sort of like pop-leaning R&B stuff. Um, this new one, Click, is an anthem for the girlies. We love it. For the girlies. What do you for think? us. Yeah. <laughs> for the um, Click. It's for the crew. <laughs> I really like Kai. I've been watching her TikTok. She's like very charismatic. Um, so very funny. bold and out there, which I think is exactly what Australia needs. They need somebody to come in and like whip all these shy boys into shape and like start using some ambition and charisma and personality. And she's got it in droves and Click kind of captures that in a nice tightly wrapped package, I think. Yeah. I do want to say as well, we talked about this with Hemlock Springs, but black women are very underrepresented in capital P pop music. And this is another yeah. superstar who is paving the way to make that not the norm anymore. And yeah, I really 100%. think it's important that we highlight that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, boxed in as R&B too much. And, it, and I did say, and, and it is very R&B tinged, but it is capital P pop star stuff with yeah. strong hooks and big, bold visuals. And yeah. it's important to note that. Um, Slay Kai, staying in Australia for a bit, Cub Sporter back with their second big house song in a row with replay thoughts. Love it. It's so good. They have been on this ascent to make this kind of music for so long and they've been dipping their toes in and playing with it very subtly, but they've finally gone hell for leather and this is like just them in their element and I think the chorus is amazing. I think the verses are delicious. Like it's just such a good song, such a good moment for them. Love it. It's just come so naturally to them, this sound. It yeah. does not feel like a gear shift at all. It's felt like everything has been working towards this for 10 years, ever so gradually, and it makes so much sense. And, and funnily enough, it makes sense in amongst the rest of the stuff back when it was more, you know, sort of instrument-led. Um, you know, they produce their own stuff and they love producing and they're always experimenting with new stuff. And yeah. this just feels like the perfect place for them to be. I think, you know, I think Tim and Sam make sense in the club worlds and totally. I'm really excited to see the kind of rooms they can open up, the kind of support slots they can open up. It's a similar trajectory to what the Jungle Giants ended up doing, another Australian band, if you don't know them, who made sort of that jangly sort of indie pop in their early career and have yeah. very gradually shifted into being a dance act. It's because Triple J is finally letting people do other things other than be Mumford & Sons version 497. Correct. The Kmart Mumford & Sons is yeah. not required anymore to get played <laughs> on the radio. It just makes so much sense. I think Always Got the Love is the most tender house song of the year. Yeah. Unequivocally. And this includes the Fred Again stuff. I think it just hit the mark so beautifully. And yeah. you combine the way that they write they write pop music with that production. I just think it's so special. And replay is another step forward on that. Um, yeah. Massive year next year for Cub Sport, I think. I yeah. think they've had a really good year this year, but I just think the music is going to a space that I, I think is untapped at the moment. For Australian music full stop. I think totally. that kind of combination of pop and house. Good gear. All right. Rihanna born again. <laughs> Second song for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I'll let you take the lead. I just can't be bothered to talk about her anymore. If she can't be bothered to put a little beat on it and get us bopping just a tad, just a tad, then I'm like, come on, this this yeah. song did. I know we were waiting on the second song, but and it's ever so slightly better, but it didn't need to come. We didn't need it. We didn't no. need any of it. It's just a false start, this whole thing. We have a follow-up to Sunroof by Nikki Yore, which has kind of been one of the biggest TikTok hits of the last 12 months. And yeah. 
a massive radio hit as well. And this kid is very sort of unassuming. He's very sort of, um, is basic the word we'd use? He's just simple white kid <laughs> pop star. Yeah. And Which it's is exactly refreshing. what the radio loves. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a very unaffected style he's got and it's, Yes. Kind of nice to have one of those. I don't want everything to be like this, but I like one simple pop star that you it's just just a kid making making bops. Like what was it? Like Newton Faulkner, Lucas Graham, Lewis yep. Capaldi, Nicky Yor. Yep. Yeah. But he's sort of sitting in the very in the carefree world, you know? I mean I there's any sad songs that exist. What do, you, what do you think of this follow-up to Sunroof, which has taken quite it. a while and I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hated Sunroof, hate this. I would say exactly <laughs> what you said about him, but say it in a negative tone of voice. <laughs> I'll put it on the record. I love Sunroof and I love this too. He also and Nick did this Kelly great song. We need more boring white people in pop music. I've always been on the record as saying that, especially <laughs> after my comments about Kai. Obviously, that was my next comment. No, um, I like this song, but it's so it's just the, it's the same song. Like it's, it's just the same song the again. Same song. And he has this song with David Hugo, who's a very fun pop star from LA. Um, which is called Never Go Wrong. Again, very fun, very catchy, but it is once again the same song. Flop stars. All right, we will be back in your feed. Well, now there is a full episode about a ridiculous album. It's our final full album episode of the year before we jump into no. wrapping up the year. I know, it's been a great season. Um, for the next few weeks, it's going to be really fun. There's a stack of episodes going out, basically wrapping up the best moments of 2022, especially as you start to wrap your Spotify year years the spotify wrapped is will it'll be out by the time you're hearing this so i hope you're having fun working out yeah. your your unexpected and expected biggest artists of the year and the apple music version came out a day early as well um where people were working out like you know there was some people like a friend of mine was in the top 100 grace and chance listeners in the world on apple music wow that's so, impressive it was an impressive statistic, yeah. So um, hope you're enjoying that on your respected platforms. If you're on Amazon Music, sucked in. No wrapped for you. <laughs> I mean, it took Apple a long time to catch up and they're not even there yet. So, like, good luck, yeah. Apple. Uh, good luck, Amazon, and good luck, Deezer. Deezer. <laughs> what about Deezer? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Deezer wrapped. Um, yeah, I hope you're. I hope you're enjoying working out. You know, the rem- it's always fun to sort of reminisce on on the year that was, and sort of sometimes you have those moments of like, "Fuck, that song came out this year!" Like that was that was a part of twenty twenty two. What? Yeah, those moments. It's been so we'll a big run through year. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, jump into your feed because we've got a doozy for you. After one of the most mammoth eras in a pop star's career in the 2010s, the wackest and weirdest moment possible emerges. Helped by a healthy dose of psychedelics and other substances, 
Does Miley Cyrus and her dead pets stack up in 2022 compared to when it was spontaneously released after the VMAs? I think it was the VMAs. It might have been a different award. It was the VMAs. It was the VMAs. (laughs) Find out in your podcast feed now as we dissect Miley Cyrus and her one hour 34 epic dead pets. (laughs) Flop stars. 